You're now listening to Real Estate Journeys with Matthew Baltzell. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Matty B, a.k.a. Matthew Baltzell. Welcome back to Real Estate Journeys. This is Wake Up Wednesdays with your boy, Matty B and Omar Khan. So every Wednesday, we're going to be addressing the most pressing questions that we are finding within the industry, and hopefully, we will do our best to answer them for you. So on today's episode, the question is, how do you get more deal flow? I know that a lot of people, uh, you know, you say you have to analyze 100 properties you know, you underwrite 10 of them, you put in three LOIs, and maybe you get one property. But some people out there that are listening say, I can't even get 10 properties to analyze. What would you say to people who are trying to get higher deal flow volume, Omar? Well, what I would tell people is like we talked in an earlier episode, to first of all, develop your investment criteria, right? Because that determines who you're going to reach out to, for instance, get deal flow. So if in our particular case, we're doing large multifamily assets, 150, 200, 250 unit type deal. But if somebody needs, a, I don't know, they're a cardiologist, just because my wife's a doctor doesn't mean she can take care of the person, right? So different people have different roles. So number one, you have to understand where you are, or rather what you're investing in and what is the type of person who's going to help you. Now, typically for us, I can't speak for other people. What we do is we have deep relationships in the markets that we work with. And so the vast majority of our deals are sourced through brokers, right? And typically, you know, in any major market, at least the ones we're in, a good 70 to 90% of the deal flow is controlled by four or five brokers at most. It's like the Pareto principle. 20% of the people, and in this case, actually, maybe like 2% or 1% of the people control 80% of the deal flow in the market. So that's number one. Now, a lot of folks say, oh, well, how do I get brokers to take me seriously? Because apparently this is a big deal. I didn't even realize this was a big deal. But I keep hearing people talk about it. Well, brokers don't really call me or they don't really take my calls. And I was like, yeah, bro, because you wrote the guy a four-paragraph freaking introductory email. Nobody has freaking time to read this kind of shit, man. You know, literally right. Hey, Jim or Bob or whatever the guy's name is, you know, hey, here's a uh, boardwalk wealth as an example for us, so I can tell you. We have $120 million assets in our management, investment criteria, you know, like the ones we talked about earlier. What's a good time for us to talk? Literally, the broker can read this in 10 seconds or less and knows everything about us. What else do you need to talk to? You don't need to be somebody's friend. Everybody keeps saying, you got to develop a rapport. You got to be friendly. Well, yeah, no shit. You, you should never be rude to anybody. I mean, broker or otherwise. But nobody's going to be your friend. You know, nobody kisses shit, man. People don't have time, right? Get to the point. Do the job and say what you're going to do and do what you're going to say. And to be honest with you, these guys get so many phone calls, emails, communication that within the first 10 seconds of talking to you, whether you don't even realize it, they know. They just know. Okay. So that's your biggest. That's 80 to 90%, maybe 95% of our deal flow. But from time to time, because we also have really good relationships with lenders and property managers, the property managers will themselves, because everybody talks, you're in an industry, right? Everybody talks to each other. So a lot of times your property manager will feed you, be like, hey, I heard, you know, the guy down the street, his, the owner, I don't know, the partnership is finishing. They might want to sell because my buddy works here. You might want to check, right? So now we can approach those owners. 
or for instance, in my particular case also, we have a really good relationship with the lenders, with a few lenders, and they can basically, you know, one of their clients is selling a deal because now they kind of know our investment criteria, what we do. So they know one of their clients is selling a deal in one of the markets we like. In effect, they're kind of like a broker because, and where do they benefit is because they know that we're going to give them the loan, right? So that they can originate the loan, they make their fees, everybody's a happy camper. And plus they know with our track record, we can close. So it's not like they introduce it to somebody and now they've got egg on their face two months from now when, you know, things don't work out, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the big ways, but brokers are the biggest resource, especially for people like us in the markets that we're in. And one word of advice I'd give to people is, I know this is slightly controversial, people are going to hate it. Guys, honestly, stop wasting your time with the wholesalers, okay? They're a complete waste of time. They're a complete waste of space. And again, just in this particular area, I'm not saying if you are a wholesaler and single family, that's a waste of time because I'm not saying that. I'm not in that industry, okay? All I'm saying is for larger multifamily deal, wholesalers are a complete waste of time. They're a complete waste of space. And all they're really doing is basically they're all on the mailing list, which you can get on for free. So why every jackass wants to add a 2 or 3% buyer's fee? You're like, really? I get the same email. What, you get a 3% fee for, sending, for forwarding me an email, right? So stop wasting your time with bras, stop wasting your time with wholesalers. They're a complete waste of space in this particular segment of the market. Get to the point with brokers, start developing good relationships with property managers and lenders. And look, the more business you give people, the more business you get back. Mm. That's just the reality of life. And I think it's important to note that, you know, people are listening to this and they're thinking, all right, how do I, how do I even get this guy's information? Like, where do I even begin? You can all, you can always. I don't know, man. Have you heard of Google? Well, I'm just saying you could, you can head over to JLL, HFF, you know, any of the, any of the big brokers. And like you said, you could sign up for their mailings and you can look at, and you can put in your specific uh, submarket or I don't even know if it's submarket. Yeah, maybe like, yeah. Honestly, man, at this day and age, if somebody can't Google and literally find out the name, look, a broker is a salesperson at the end of the day. No, I know, but I'm saying they, they, want, they, want, their, they want their contact information out there. My point is, if somebody's going to tell me that I can't even find this broker's email address, okay, I'm not even going to do anything with that person. It's like, bro, like at least you need to learn how to use Google. No, but I'm saying baby steps. If you walked on, got on the website, you get the broker's information and then you could contact them that way. That would be like step one A if you did not know how to find. I, I, I guess you're right. I didn't even think, I, I thought that was kind of understood, but I guess you're right. Is it right? Uh, no, I guess, no, 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 that's a fair point. I guess you're right. You, that is a fair so point. Then, so uh, what would you say when you were starting out is the success ratio. So if you have your investment criteria, you have your, you get the email address and then you send it out to, we'll just say John Doe and just John Doe usually reply right away. Do you have to follow up two or three times? Like how did you know if he's even going to take you seriously? Well, look, I think I had a bit of a leg up when I started because I was coming from institutional sales and trading. I'd I'd spent some time on the trading desk. So I kind of had a rough idea how these people, you know, I, I just knew the lingo. Right. A lot of times it's just knowing the lingo and what people are looking for. But the one thing I do tell people is, look, don't write essays. Nobody cares. Don't write long ass and directly. Oh, I love to do this. And I'm really passionate about multifamily. Nobody freaking cares. OK, yeah, just write a short email. Nobody's impressed. Just write a short email. Don't waste the guy's time and just follow up. If the guy doesn't respond three times, you know, send an email, follow up in two weeks, follow up in one week, follow up in a week after that. If the guy doesn't respond. move ahead. Go on, like there's lots of other things to do. Now, I think it's important to note to kind of you're noticing a little bit of a theme here investment criteria, 
right? It's basically some yeah. bullet points, one or two sentences. And then when you follow up, don't follow up with a two or three, four paragraph essay of, hey, you know, we haven't heard from you. This is what's yeah, going don't, on. Don't bitch literally on your follow up email, yes, right? Like, I just did this. Just be like, you want to speak to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm literally sorry. I'm cutting you because we've gone through this before. Look on the follow up email. Don't bitch. Don't moan. Don't complain. Nobody likes that. Literally just, follow, just reply to your last email. So it goes to that person and be like, following up from my earlier email, what's a good time for us to talk? <laughs> That's it. I mean, Jesus, man. People I know, right? Hey, Jado. So Still interested. When's a good time to talk? Like, yeah. I mean, the guy wants to sell you something. He is he or she is a salesperson. They want to sell you stuff. How hard is it to understand this thing? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So now you followed up and then you have your first, I will say your first initial conversation with the broker. Should you just be reiterating your investment criteria? Yeah, yeah, no shit. The, in fact, let me tell you how the first conversation is going to go. Hey, John. Hey, whatever, Omar. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Blah, 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 blah. All right, let's get into it. John, so we're looking for our investment value is 150, 250 units. Um, value add BC, 10 to 15% below market. What's in your pipeline? John be like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, that's great. So what's the median income in here? He'll be like, let's do this one deal out, right? I'm like, okay, what's the median income in that area? And the guy said, X, Y, Z, whatever. I don't really even care. So if it's above, say, in our particular case, if it's above 40 grand, I'll be like, okay, hmm. so what's the value add story there? Now the guy might say all the units have been renovated and be like, okay, John, we're only looking for value add deals. What do you got in the pipeline? That's a value add, not just a deal. Now John knows a little bit. But for instance, John might say, hey, yeah, there's 150 units of which you can come in and potentially upgrade 130 units. And here's why you would upgrade. Okay, so tell me how much rent upside can I get, right? Literally, this conversation is going to happen in less than five minutes. And you ask one or two questions. Don't spend like five years trying to ask the guy questions, right? Because you got to do some work yourself. Right? And be like, all right, John, how about this? How about you email me this stuff? And John be like, okay, so just to confirm, you're going to email me this stuff, right? Right after we get off the call. Yes. Okay, great. And we're going to get back to in 24 to 48 hours. Potentially, if there's any, if we see any juice in this deal, let's set up a property tour. Boom. That's it. Conversation has to be less than five minutes, man. Mm. In fact, no business conversation, unless it's like mission critical, should be over five minutes. You're wasting people's time. Mm. Okay. So then now you're basically starting to get deal flow for uh, the submarket. No, no, hold on. So how you're also going to get deal flow is that now when John even sends you a shitty deal, which we've talked about earlier, you got to get back to him and him or her and be like, hey, we're going to pass on this deal for X, Y, Z reason, or we like this. What's a whisper price? You could probably ask that in the first uh, conversation. What's a good time for us to tour? Because look, eventually you got to tour. You can't sit behind your desk and do this business. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's important what you're saying is everything that you're saying is in a sense establishing credibility. And when you're following up, let's say you sent out your first email, you're following up, you get a hold of the broker. Now he kind of knows what you're saying. Let's say he sends you a crappy deal. You follow up even more, reiterating your original investment criteria. And then you say, when can we go walk a property, blah, blah, blah. And now the broker's taking you more and more seriously. And he's realizing you're not just kicking the tires. And if he does get a deal, right, he's more likely to going to be able to show it to you quicker, faster. And now you're going to be on your way to closing a deal. Of course. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. I hope it helped you out learning how to get better deal flow. If you like this episode, please head on over to iTunes, like, subscribe, and rate the show. We'll be back next week and 
or next week, I should say, for Wake Up Wednesdays with your boy Omar Khan. Catch you on the next go around, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Journeys with Matthew Baltzell. To claim your free investor swag, head on over to rejpodcast.com and click on the tab Free Investor Swag.